Cardi in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Waft. Uh, we got Kickstarter for 8-15-2022. There's some numbers for you. Halfway through the month. Halfway through the month. Joey's got a full week of sophomore high school under his belt. How's that happening? How's he feeling? <laughs> what happens the first week of school, right? You spend the whole week getting your fucking glasses right because they fucked them all up. No, sure. one, one class gets fucked up. I think he said glasses. Yeah, my glasses are always <laughs> fucked up no matter first week of school or last. <laughs> you might need a new prescription. Mine are apparently fake. That's what people tell me. They're like, those aren't even real, dude. You don't wear them. You're just on your fucking forehead all the time. Wow. So are they real or fake? Do you just wear them to look smart? And I'm like, absolutely. I don't know. You're, you're telling me that I'm wear, I wear fake glasses. So how smart do I look? Right. I'm wearing fake glasses. Right. What? Yeah, totally. It's a whole thing. Yeah. How smart do I look? You know, when you have one class, it's not supposed to be what it is. And you go to change it and it fucks your whole all five, six of your blocks up on top yeah, of it. That's what's for happening. sure. Like half, he had to like adjust half of his classes because, yeah, he had to get in his, into the production, video production class for the second season, for our second year because they put him in PE. And it's like a PE's requirement, but we told him last year, like, no, he needs his class during the regular year and then he'll just do PE in summer school. And he doesn't care because PE is, I mean, summer school now is all online. So what the fuck does he care? He can do it anywhere. Sure. You can rope climb online. Do those kind of things. Yeah. Next summer, it'll probably be in Hawaii. So what does he care? Anyway. Ah, so something crazy. And I didn't, I, I didn't mention this on during kickstart, but over the weekend in at the Red Rocks at, and the, I mean, the, you've seen shows at the Red Rocks before, right? See. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen one show there. Saw Foo Fighters there. I, who did I see there? I saw Counting Crows. That's who I saw. I can't remember who opened for him, but I saw Counting Crows there visiting a friend. And that was when they were at the height of their, of their power, so to speak. For 15 minutes. It was like 94. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before they fell into the bottle. <laughs> uh, or something like that. This is the second week Whatever in a row. Whatever happened. Second week, uh, second episode in a row where um, Adam Duritz gets mentioned because he was, um, he handled some songs on the Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack. But what happened at Red Rocks was Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and a bevy of special guests did a concert at Red Rocks for South Park's 25th anniversary. <laughs> I found out about it by seeing clips from it. Now, I had heard about it, but I didn't know it was out already. I, for some reason, I thought it was going to be tied to a new season, but it wasn't. It was just, they just just did it over this weekend. And it's so damn funny. And I think they did it Friday night or maybe it was Saturday. Maybe it was Saturday night. I think it might have been live. And then it was on Comedy Central. And now, guess where you can stream it? Paramount Plus? See. <laughs> <laughs> Just a guess. Wild guess. Yeah. And it's a, it's such a rad show, dude. It's not, close to an hour and 40 minutes. But they do songs from, I mean, almost every song they did on South Park and from the movie. Uh, there's also some Team America songs in there. And some of the special guests do some songs that they're known for. And I'm just going to leave it at that because I won't say. I'll, I'll say this, though. Primus and Ween are involved in it. So get your chocolate and cheese out for one known as Big Bad Buffed Beaver, whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to say that there are some Primus songs in it that you might recognize. But obviously, for most people that have never heard a Primus song, probably maybe, maybe don't know that South Park is a Primus song. And... They will discover this themselves. But isn't there a Primus album called Sailing the Seas of Cheese? Yes. And there's a Ween album called Chocolate and Cheese? Yes. See how that works? Uh-huh. 
And it shouldn't surprise anybody that Primus and Ween, I mean, who else is, I mean, Primus is, I mean, like, like I said, since the very first episode of the show, they've had their fingerprints all over musically. And then of course they just built off of that. And what's wild as I didn't know this, I mean, I knew that Trey was, you know, was a musician, but I'd never seen him play before. So he plays piano a whole bunch in it. But this is the one that threw me off. Matt Stone can play drums, man. So they did the whole Genesis thing where, you know, well, not now, but back in the day when Phil Collins would tour with Genesis, he would have his solo his solo drummer doing drumming, and then he would jump up and they do dual drum drumming once in a while. That's how Matt did it. He had support from a from a pro. Sure. But it was so good. It was so funny. Like I said, Paramount Plus, like, again, like you need another reason. And I think this goes without saying, TVMA people. <laughs> yeah, well, shocking. TV. Well, have you noticed that some of the the, the TVMAs and all, all those kinds of um, ratings now, they actually will put an additional letter now for the reasoning behind it. So in this case, it's TVMAL because of the language. I didn't notice that until recently, but I've only seen it on the streaming services. Do they use foul language in South Park? Yeah, I, th- I think I've heard them like sometimes beep something out. And then other Maybe. times after, after midnight, you hear them unbeeped. But sure, um, I mean, for some reason, I think that I think there's a reason why that South Park movie was rated R, wasn't it? Oh well, yeah, of course. Right? I, I think all of it's kind of rated R. Yeah. I mean, they do beep it, but I'm sure that I've I've seen it unbeeped. <laughs> it's oh, it's always it's it's always unbeeped for the yeah. most part. They, I think, Comedy Christ, Comedy Central gave up on it. I think they gave up trying to because right, no, it was just one long beep, and they're like, "Fuck, okay, just we fucking do it, just do it, whatever." Well, the thing that always surprised me is like, if anybody has seen Six Days to Air, which is the documentary about South Park and them creating an episode, I've talked about on the show, but do a quick recap on it. It's a documentary about Trey and Matt getting back in the flow of doing South Park after the Book of Mormon finally gets launched on Broadway. And then, so because they were tied up with that for so long. So South Park comes back. They don't know what to do. And they do the whole, from the beginning in, from the writer's room all the way through delivery. And now it's called Six Days to Air because that's usually how long it takes them from from idea until delivery. So I think maybe Comedy Central ran out, has been running out of time of putting the bleeps in, maybe putting the bleeps on the fly. Because if you watch the, that doc, they're, you know, they're slapping in a digibeta tape. The bleep guy had a heart attack, dude. He couldn't keep up. He was just like, Fuck. yeah. And they were just like, oh, fuck it. We don't need another bleep guy. No. Just let yeah. it go. Yeah. <laughs> let it go. When you let less through, then you're beeping, then maybe do something different. Look, man, just change the channel if you don't like it. Anyway, that, that rating thing, I said, I just mentioned it being on, I've only seen it on streaming services. I don't watch regular TV anymore. Everything I have is a streaming service. Yeah, man. Me neither. And who cares? Yeah. I don't considering the audience is listening to this. I don't know why I'm warning anybody. Hey, watch out for your kids while you watch South Park because the language might get a little, <laughs> a little what? I mean, think about what doesn't get bleeped on South Park. The context and the, and the, the keys, the key storylines, the episodes on you beeping, especially, but when you get those setups, you know, that particular episode for um, six days to air, was them actually creating the the human sentipad episode. And if you've seen it, then you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, human sentipad, just think about the words and it being South Park and enough said. If you haven't seen 
that human centipede episode. Don't watch the beat. Don't watch the doc yet. It's they, the doc is on HBO Max, by the way. So I'm gonna go out of my way and plug that too. But the, if you watch that episode first, you'll be much happier, and you'll appreciate the little things that they come up with. But what's crazy is, um, and when that when that doc first premiered on Comedy Central, it was bleeped, of course. But then, of course, if you rented it or the HBO Max version, it's the same as the rental. It's all unbeeped, which again, which makes the most sense. I mean watching the writer's room and Bill Hader was in the writer's room. I think he was still on SNL at the time. Them coming up with the storyline and the A story and the B story for that episode. It's so cool. And they go around and talk to everybody that uh, is doing sound. You get to see uh, Matt and Trey and even Bill. They're all like in the booth doing their voices and everything. It's really fucking great. Anyway, I feel like anytime Trey and Matt let people into their world, like the, you know, behind the scenes, fly on the wall type shit. It's always fucking cool. And this concert is so fucking great. You're not surprised the people that come out and perform with them, but it doesn't make it any less cool. And it was a packed Red Rock show. And I can't say, like, well, I've seen enough live shows, you know, that have been taped or filmed and packaged. I've never seen a Red Rock show that wasn't impressive. I don't know what it is about as far as like, you know, like the first thing you ever saw, you probably for you too is, I mean, no pun intended, was you two live at Red Rocks for the war show. That to me, that was the first place I was like, oh man, I always want to go to that place. It looks amazing. And when we saw, when we saw Counting Crows there, it was the same thing, just like it was the U2 thing. We had the nice fog coming in. <laughs> you don't need a fog machine there. And it's just, it was so fucking cool. Yeah, man, it's definitely one of the better venues in the world to see anybody. Yeah. My friend, Zach Sollers, who we, I share a birthday with. Birthday, not date, but just the birth date. A birth date? What do you say? If you have the same birthday, like the month and the in the in the, the day of date, but not the year, is it, do you say we share the same birth date or for no. same birthday? Birthday. Birthday. Birth date. Yeah. Would uh, include the year. Yeah. So yeah, my friend Zach and I have, are both born on July 13th and he and his fiance, Delaney, Delaney, who we've talked about on the show, she, uh, she's an author and we've talked about her book before. She's working on her second book right now. They, she took him to go see Red Rocks. Who'd they go see? Fuck. I can't remember who they saw. Spin Doctors. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe if they were opening for the group that they were saw. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember who it was. Sorry, Zach. Soul Asylum. No. See, Soul Asylum. Let's just say it was Soul Asylum. You know, because that's funny because Soul Asylum kind of would have fit back when I saw them. When I saw yeah, Crozer. Yeah, sure. I'm just going, I was going from those dates. I was, I was trying to tie it into 94-ish. Well, what, I, I know everybody, I know everybody that, that likes Soul Asylum when, <laughs> when, when Nota Ryder came around, they kind of fucked shit up. Um, I don't want to say that because I don't think that's fair. I didn't really like them all that much. You know what I mean? I don't dislike them, but I mean, you know, I like songs, you know, maybe one album. Right. But, but. I, I think Let Your Dim Light Shine was the one that they did after, um, after she came along, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know Runaway Train's probably their biggest song. Like, right, which what, I used to get confused with Name by the Goo Goo Dolls. I thought it was the same song. But Misery was probably their biggest song. Like, Is it? Maybe? Yeah. Frustrated I, Incorporated? Yeah. 
And then, of course, you know, and, 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 I think Grave Dancers Union is their biggest album. It's got Black Gold on it, Need Somebody to Shove. Yeah. I, try. I think that album is like, I think that was the pinnacle for Soul Asylum. And then it was all downhill after that, including Frustrated Incorporated. Yeah, I think, I think you only don't really shine. Well, it's the only one album that I own of theirs that I actually, because I listen to it, but there's just something about it. Just, it works for me. And, yeah, it's. I mean, look, man, they're not. They're not untalented. There's a great live album. I think it's. It's. Uh, I think it was a vinyl, a record store day thing from a few years ago. But it's them live at the Santa Bar it, or the Ventura Theater, maybe. Is like, that crazy? Circa ninety four, circa ninety three, ninety four. It's great. They sound fucking amazing. So there you go. Good stuff. South Park twenty fifth anniversary concert on the Paramount Plus. The Plus. I wish I had a code to give somebody. He's <laughs> gonna start saying, "Hey, if you want, go ahead and use this code for everybody. If you want, for your uh, audience, here's wants. a free code, everyone. Free Paramount Plus on us. Free code. Uh, yeah, so do that. Anyway, there you go. All right. So, what you got? Uh, well, let's see. I'm gonna talk for a moment about Bullet Train, which I did see this week. Bullet Train. Um. Yeah, man. Okay. Look, here's the thing. Bullet Train, a great movie? No. Is Bullet Train entertaining? Hell yes. Yeah, it's fun, man. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not going to win any awards. I don't need to see a sequel, but go lock yourself in a movie theater with air conditioning. Some awesome sound design. The train sound, I mean, it, it sounds great. It was cool too. And, you know, and Brad Pitt, it's, it's kind of like his character from the Mexican <laughs> like grew up. And, right. Uh, you know, and, and embrace a life of crime. So, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was, was a lot more fun than it was a good movie. It was a little long, you know, um, they could have lopped off 20 minutes, but I feel like that's every movie these days. Right. Like, but should you see it in a theater? If you can, I would say yes. Do you need to absolutely enjoy the movie? No. If you have a nice system at home, it'll be fine. But just the fact that that movie made it into a theater in this day and age was, you know, kind of exciting for me. And that's kind of why I went because, you know, unless it's a giant blockbuster these days, we're not really getting movies in movie theaters. So this is like a mid level. I mean, I'm sure they spent $80 million on this movie. So maybe it is not a low budget movie, but you know what I mean? It's not a tent pole movie, Um, but it was fun. If you wanted to wait till it's on Paramount plus you could, uh, you could pair it with the Mexican Start with the Mexican and go right into Bullet Train, and you'd probably be as happy as a fucking clam. One of the things I heard about it, and again, I haven't seen it, is that it's got a bunch of people in there that aren't on the poster. Yes, yeah, 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 that, uh, yeah. I didn't want to give that. I don't want to give all yeah. that away. But yes, there's some. There's a lot of really fun cameos. It's and you could tell. I mean, to kind of lean on what you're talking about being great or being a theater a theater movie like it sounds like it is. It looks like it is. Brad's at a stage right now. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And he chose, I'm going to go have some fucking fun. And then that's, cause that's what I get from the whole thing. It just feels like he's want to go out and, and have a nutty time, you know? Yes. There also should be some notes too, about the guy who directed the silly ass thing, David Leach. He did, he did, he's done two movies. Well, three movies, one of which we've already covered. And he directed Deadpool too. And now it doesn't, yep. it doesn't surprise me when I saw the trailer for this. I'm like, and I saw his name. I'm like, oh shit, I know what I'm getting with this. In a right some very Deadpool 2 moments in this movie too. And it doesn't surprise me. Uh, at, before that, he had done Atomic Blonde. And Which we love. I love anyway. I do. I don't know how oh you my feel about God, it. dude. Are you kidding me? I've 
first of all, you could have put, you can put Harvey Sarah in anything and I'm in, but that movie works so fucking well. So good. I mean, I would love to see a sequel, but you know, who knows? we'll have to cover it at some point. We should cover that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even if it's just a commentary. Because most of the commentary is just mostly going to be going, oh man. Oh, that was so cool. Oh man. That was <laughs> Because that's what right. happens. You get bored hearing us go, oh, oh, eh. oh fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, yeah. And I probably need to see this one in the theater because I've seen all of his the, his theatricals in, in a movie theater. Uh, you should see it in a theater, dude. Yeah. If you can. Because he did, he did also did the, the best Fast and the Furious, the entire franchise, the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. <laughs> dude, that movie, Joey and I went and saw it. It's the, ironically enough, it's the only Fast and Furious movie he's seen. Cause as I, I've always said like, we'll dive into the movies when the time comes, but, but I haven't been in the mood to like watch them. And then that time it would fit perfectly for us to go. You got to that. Oh yeah. You should totally take Joey to see it, dude. He would love it. Yeah. I, I'm like put, I said, it's super fun, man. Put that on the board. Yeah. And he's, uh, he, and he actually, think about David, he comes from the world of stunts. And I think that's probably why. Deadpool 2 works better for, like we talked about in our episode, works better for us than, he, than the first movie does, even though I love the first movie. I feel like there's less CG fight scenes, like when yep. the very beginning of Deadpool 2, where Deadpool is like being the merc for hire that he is, and he goes in and just wastes all the Yakuza. That whole thing, that I mean, none of that was CG. I mean, there might have been some CG wiring removed, but that's it. And the rest of the time, it's just like fucking... Yeah, and Brad does a lot of his own fighting in this movie. I believe it. That dude. I mean, they taught him. I mean, they, they yeah. really they worked with him. When he when he's in, he's in. You know, all you have to do is just look at Mr. and Mrs. Smith and just know that he's. Oh yeah, man. He's and he's not afraid to make fun of himself either. That's another thing that's great. No. There you go. South Park and a whole bunch of other stuff that I've already forgotten. A bunch of stuff. Bullet train. The other thing I was gonna say, I would like. I'm going to start this thing that I would kind of want to do. And I just kind of want to throw it out. I'm going to throw it out at the end of every Kickstart and you guys can go, you can tell me to go to hell, but I'm just going to throw out something that maybe you should take revisit. And this week it's weird because I was going to do this couple, like I was going to do it last week, but while I was on location and I couldn't sleep and I was sitting in the hotel, I rewatched six days, seven nights. It's um, not a bad movie, man. No, it's not. Who said, now, who said but, it was a bad movie? No, I, dude, I, people always shit on it when I said I like it, but it's a really a lot of fun, man. It's a well-made movie, and now it seems kind of sad. It is like, sad. Uh, I didn't want to be that person because I don't like to do that on the show, but um, hey, look, let's not so let's, let's celebrate what was. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that is, re, it's, you know, it's Ivan Reitman who uh, passed away this year as well. Yeah. But it's a really fun movie, man. It's, 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 uh, was it 97, 98, maybe? Yeah. But man, it is a lot of fun, especially in hindsight. Like, <laughs> you watch it now, and, you know, uh, if we got that kind of movie now, man, we'd all be excited. <laughs> right. And you know, it's, uh, you know, fuck, dude. Oh, the fucking toxic. And Anne Hayes is great in it. Dude, that's, you know, that's what I hate, dude. I was talking with somebody about this on the side about how much I, how much I hate how she was treated when her, you know, well-publicized split with Ellen DeGeneres. And I just, and I, I, I hate how, dude, substance, substance abuse and addiction is fucking. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. I'm not saying to ignore what happened. I'm saying don't ignore it. Don't ignore it because we, 
It's the same thing when people get jailed for being addicts. Like when RDJ kept going to jail, I'm going, this is so stupid. You are not fucking helping and putting him in jail all the time. Like as if drugs aren't, can't be, can't be acquired in jail. Or drugs aren't your own, you know, drugs are a jail basically. I mean, yeah. You can look at it that way too. It just, fuck, show a little bit of fucking humanity and sensitivity to the situation. Yes, it's terrible also how it happened to the, the families whose house was destroyed. Yep. You know, it's all of it. Stop running around talking shit about how terrible of a performer she was. This is a human being that struggled with addiction for decades, had trouble with mental health. And you know how much mental health issues carry with me, how how important that kind of discussion is with me. Stop being fucking assholes. Okay. If you want to make yourself feel better, go on that GoFundMe for that family whose house was destroyed. Fucking do something like that. You want to do something good, donate to whatever. There's so many causes that you can help for mental health or for uh, substance abuse. Just fucking show a little humanity. God damn it, you fucking scumbags. Yeah, Don't be dicks. <sighs> Bottom line. But, you know, yeah. check out Six Days, Seven Nights. And, yep. you know, if you don't like it, then email me, man. <laughs> yeah. And and you horror fans out there that, that for have forgotten this, the original, I know what you did last summer. She's in it. Yep. And she's awesome in it. And she's great in uh, Gus Van Zandt's remake of Psycho. Yeah. As long as she's in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, man. She's Marion Crane. We know it's, we knew it was happening. We knew it was going to happen. What, let's just put it this way. If, uh, if Ellen DeGeneres' show was still on TV, which it's not, if it was still on TV, even if it was Trey Parker and Matt Stone coming on there. Just make it full circle. I would rather watch Anne Haitian Psycho than watch Ellen DeGeneres. And I just, me too, brother. Hundred percent. That is social commentary. Would have given you five years ago. Not, not. And this isn't a, this isn't a tribute thing. I would have done that. I would have said the same thing five years ago. Yes. Uh, anyway, that's all I got. So if you want to, if you want us to follow the show on Twitter, it's at Karate Pod. Or on Letterbox, it's the same. It's I'm, I'm building it up right now. But basically, I'm going back through and putting all the movies that we've ever covered with direct links to the episode. So hopefully that'll kind of help people discover us a little bit. Or you can follow me on Instagram at culprit97. And I, oh, and if you want to support us on Patreon, thank you, Patreon supporters. <laughs> Patreon.com slash KITG podcast. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at rockandroll33 on your Instagram. Or you can follow me at Tom Cody at Letterboxd. That's Tom Cody at Letterboxd.com. Letterboxd. Tom Cody. <laughs> <laughs>